Senior Research Fellow and Political Economist at Trade Collective, Lebohang Pekwa. Very good evening to you, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. There are those just looking back on this outcome, saying that uh, based on the exit polls, what uh, this presidential election seems to have uh, done or shown is... Uh, dramatic redefining of how certain demographic groups vote. Would you agree with this consensus? Um, I think I'd agree to some extent. I think I'd also want to add that one thing that this, this, this makes us remind us is that are exactly that opinions and they cannot be taken as a definitive indication of the way any election or any person is going to is going to play itself. The very well another example of which has been cited Ms. Pukka, I'm going to ask you if uh, perhaps if uh, you could shift around a bit. Uh, the connection is failing us somewhat. And uh, if you could just... It's the rain, I'm sorry. Okay. Hold on one moment. Is okay. That better? That's much better. Yes, you can go ahead. Okay. Excellent. So basically, I think it, it illustrates the sense to which, number one, opinion polls are stat opinions and aggregated opinions. And the second thing is that it illustrates that there's a certain underbelly to American politics that has been very polarizing uh, and extremely divisive over the last year and a half. Both Hillary Clinton and, 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 the, and the president-elect are very divisive figures within their own parties. And what this has illustrated is that it could go either way, but that the people who perhaps were not willing to back away from Bernie Sanders, and there's a, there's a whole contingency of people within the Democratic Party who felt that Hillary Clinton was not their preferred candidate, she was not able to bring some kind of a unifying, um, she was not able to unify those factors. She was not also able to unify the more progressive people, the more Aggressive, leftist-leaning um, people with the kind of people who perhaps view, who, who view her as antagonistic to world peace, who view her as an antagonist on the international stage, who recall that during her tenure as um, foreign secretary, she presided over a, a particularly heinous warmongering period, which included the, the extrajudicial killing of, um, of Colonel Gaddafi. So there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a contingency within the Democratic Party who remembered this and who, don't, who are not willing to be forgiving. However, there's also a, a, another factor, which is your, 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 the silent majority, which has now become the object of many means. And this is really the kind of people who were either non-committal or who were willing to be politically correct in public. And yet when they got into that booth, something about um, Donald Trump's disgusting, racist, misogynistic, um, really nationalistic um, narrow-nationalist and xenophobic rhetoric began to appeal to them, or it always had, and they were given the, the, the courage to go ahead and just do it. Mm. And not, not with, notwithstanding that his own camp were not until very recently convinced of his own chances of the election, um, of any form of a victory. So all of this is really, he is a red herring. He's a spectacular lesson in political science today to all of us. There's also been the view that we've increasingly seen uh, Europe become more right-leaning, that Trump supporters are amongst uh, uh, French opposition uh, figure Marine Le Pen, as well as Matteo Salvini of Italy. Uh, And uh, the Brexit move in the UK was a proof of that. We've seen statements now come up from um, the education minister in Israel saying that 
Trump's victory means that they don't have to entertain the idea of uh, a Palestinian state. Is that evidence of the global shift? It's definitely part of the shift to the right. The Brexit was part of it. Um, and even countries which have been traditionally more liberal, such as Sweden and Norway, of course, have moved radically right over the last few years, over the last five to ten years, in very alarming ways. Um, I think that this is also part of the... This comes from 2008 and possibly previous. Remember that there's a whole young generation of people who, were, who lost their homes in 2008, who lost their cars, who lost to their businesses, particularly in the global north, and they haven't recovered from this. Now, even though that was a lot of that was to do with market-led forces um, and with really, really with market orthodoxy, which says that markets can run themselves, with the gambling which a lot of speculators conducted, such as Goldman Sachs, who misled us, and not notwithstanding, of course, that um, ratings agencies such as Moody's and such as Fitch failed to indicate to the world that there was a risk at hand. So again, opinion polling I'm not a great fan of. But I think that this is, these are the same people who are resentful of the influx of successful migrants and who, of course, for them, the, the ascendancy of a black man to the world was the ultimate insult. So it, fed, it feeds into the, the they narrative. They are coming for our jobs. They are taking our country. And America is, not black, is, is, is no longer ours. And let's not get this twisted. When, when we are hearing, let's make America great again, which it could easily be read as, let us make America white again. What does this mean for global trade policies, even the free uh, movement of capital? So the interesting thing about um, Trump is that we're not clear right now about his, his foreign policy. Well, all we know that is that he intends to stay at home. Um, so he says, but I'm, I'm very doubtful about that. There's hard, no American president in recent history has stayed home sufficiently. Um, okay, we're going to have to unfortunately leave it there. The uh, connection just deteriorated further. The apologies uh, for that. Uh, that there is. Uh, Ms. Lewahang Pegushi is a senior research fellow and political economist at Trade Collective. 24 and a half past five. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Well, it's starting Joburg with a warning that it is absolutely bucketing down. Very heavy rain across western parts, eastern.